0: Would you
2: believe it?
1: This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920.
2: Here's your boy, Q. Yeah, buddy, here we are. Next two hours. Locked and loaded. Fantastic show. I do anticipate on today's show following JT the Brick. He just held it down for the last couple of hours. Of course, the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and uh, Heidi Fang. Got us started off earlier this morning. Was not out at practice, but many of us were, including Hondo Carpenter, Vinny Bonsignor, uh, amongst others. So I uh, got a lot of good stuff to to report on and talk about. and. Good stuff like that, but of course we have some really good guests coming up on the show. And Raider Nation, we always want to hear from you 702-365-9200, That's the uh, Raider Nation listener line, and the Salmon Ash text line is always wide open. Nice and mobile TV antenna six nine one eight seven. Going to be a pretty uh, fast paced show today. Uh, as I mentioned, we have some really good guests coming up, but before we get to any of that, I'm in studio with Deman. What's up, dude? It's been Woo! a minute. It's been a minute, man. I feel like after being uh, out of studio <laughs> yesterday, I had to get to know you again, man. It's like we got to rekindle this relationship we got a going whole on whole day here.
3: apart was too much. <laughs> <laughs> i missed you man
2: i know i know see it's good to be back back together back in the mix so uh we have some good guests coming up on the show today at 2 30 our guy ed graney from uh, esp in las vegas our sister station he was out at practice uh this afternoon he was able to talk to Derek carr he was able to talk to max crosby and uh see the goings on there at uh, at the intermountain intermountain health performance center uh raiders hq he was there so he'll check in with us at uh, 2 30 and of course, DeMond, I'll also have to get you to get a couple of UNLV questions coming up. And how excited are you that UNLV basketball is around the corner, too? Oh, that's the most exciting part. where okay. like UNLV is looking like they could be a contender this year. I
3: forget um, there was a player last year, excuse me for not knowing the name of which player was on this quote, but it's like, I haven't seen as much athleticism since I've been here at UNLV. <laughs> That, that's a positive that, right there
2: well if the team's jumping out the gym right who right knows right what could happen right no that is that is a positive that is a positive that's also kind of uh oh wait a minute hold on there hasn't been this much athleticism that kind of means that the past was not very good But we all know that <laughs> so you're okay with that Yeah, but we had a new start now okay okay
3: burgers out of here
2: kruger's in all right all it's right. a new beginning it's a new beginning
3: they got a nil deal everybody's getting 500 dollars a you month you
2: know I, it's funny, and, and we're going to get into some Raider talk in a minute, but I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because I saw that yesterday, and that's uh, what uh, Finley Toyota's doing that, right? They're the, the ones putting that in. Yep, that's yep. the name, image, and likeness. Will do anything. I've been a firm uh, believer, and I'm a advocate for this as my son is a collegiate athlete. I hope he goes and gets all the NIL he can get. I'm just going to so- say it. I said this before the rule went in cuz you're not guaranteed to make no money on the next level. You're not guaranteed to to even make it through college. You never you might have an injury. Anything could happen. So I'm okay with these guys that are these uh these coaches that are getting million dollar contracts and when I say million, I usually mean double digits. They're getting all these huge contracts. I'm okay with the athletes getting a little something something. I'm not saying get crazy and there's still going to be craziness going on. I know I'm opening in a whole nother can of worms, but I'm okay with what's going on with this NIL. So I really do appreciate what Finley Toyota has done, stepping up to the plate and giving uh, all the basketball players a $500, basically a car allowance for, the, for you know each month or whatever. That's, I think that's great. I mean, it's not going to be an end-all, be-all money. It's not making them rich. But $500, I mean, you went to college, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't. I, I said it because I didn't. I said it because I didn't. Oh, yeah, I went to UNLV. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. $500 in, in your extra in your pocket every month probably would have been pretty nice. I would have loved it. Exactly, and so I'm sure they will, too. But I, I, I like that, and, I was, and it made me think that in this city, there should be some places that could step up to the plate and provide some opportunities like this, which should, in turn, flip things around and help UNLV start
3: to recruit even more. Are you saying we should start playing UNLV players? I mean us. Out of our pocket. We're going to make this happen? Out of my pocket? I mean, we we could be boosters. I want to be a booster. There ain't nothing. There's
2: nothing I could pay anybody. But I'm just.
3: It wouldn't be nice to be a booster. Maybe some courtside seats we could get. You know, all all that for being a booster. If I was a
2: booster, I wouldn't be standing here at 206 (laughs) talking on the radio. (laughs) Unless I was a guest on your show. (laughs)
3: You know, not every booster's built the same, but I just want the title of ain't, booster. Ain't no booster built like us.
2: <laughs> ain't no booster alive built like us, brother. I'll tell you that right now. Not one. But we'll ask Ed about that coming up at 2.30. Uh, we'll have that conversation, talking all things Raiders, and we'll talk a little UNLV. We'll dip into that conversation with Ed Graney at 3 p.m. I mentioned it on yesterday's show. Today was going to be the day t- I was going to turn the page. I let everybody air their grievances out. I let everybody, you know, say what was on their mind, get it out of their system, just kind of have their little woo-saw moment on yesterday's show. Today, we turn the page. It's week five. There's a very good team headed to town in the Chicago Bears. Jeff Dickerson from ESPN, he's going to join us. He'll talk all things Chicago Bears as they name Justin Fields their starting quarterback moving forward. It's funny. I did an interview. I tell you all the time, I do in, I'll do. i do every interview that I'm available to do, right? I would never turn down interviews, and I probably should, but I, I don't because I just feel like, hey, it's an opportunity for me to be heard. Someone's giving me a platform, so why don't I use it? And I, I believe in helping other people out because at some point, people help me out. So I never turn down an interview. So I was on yesterday with the cat, and he wanted to get the Raider side of things, and he does like a Bears podcast there in Chicago, right? Good dude. One. The interview was way too long, but he he got it was only too long because he got going on the rant about how upset he was at Matt Nagy for not pulling the trigger and calling Justin Fields the starting quarterback. And I kept trying to say, because remember, he's interviewing me from the Raiders side of things. And so he's like, he's like, well, why is Matt Nagy not doing this? And I was like, Doc, I don't know. <laughs> Can that's I go your now? Call.
1: Right. And I was like, that's your
2: call.
3: I don't <laughs> you know. You got any Raider
2: questions? Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I could feel the frustration. That was the point. I could feel the frustration in his voice because he just wanted to hear Justin Fields' name, the starting quarterback. Well, today, lo and behold, as soon as I saw that news, I was like, well, I bet you my man's happy now. About 20 minutes of his podcast is probably going to be worthless. Because he said it's not going to air till Thursday. Oh, but I bet I bet
3: he was going off though. I bet he it, was. when
2: he was ranting and raving, he I was. He absolutely was. So now, what do you think about all this, Q? Right. <laughs> I kept putting my head down. I was like, "Oh Lord, Lord Jesus, help me, please." <laughs> but again, I get it. I get it. So I'm sure in Chicago they're throwing a, a, a parade. Before they win anything, they're, they're throwing a parade just that Justin Fields, uh, their guy, the chosen one, is, uh, is going to be the starting quarterback moving forward. So, Jeff Dickerson from ESPN, he'll join us at 3 o'clock to break it down, talk all things Chicago Bears. And I mentioned chosen one. I did that on purpose. This is what you call, like, tying things together, tying them up like shoelaces. Ooh. You like how I did that. Edgar Berlanga, a.k.a. The Chosen One has a big fight coming up on Saturday. He's on the, uh, the, the Wilder and, uh, and Fury uh, uh, fight number three, right? It's their, third, it's their third bout. Yeah, it's their third time around. He's on that card. It's a championship fight, so it's a title fight. There's only three title fights on that card, and uh, he's one of them. So uh, Edgar Berlanga, a.k.a. The Chosen One, he's 17-0 in his career, 16 knockouts. 16, Demont. And look, this dude's fights don't last long. I'm not saying he's the second coming of Mike Tyson, because back in the day, Mike Tyson's fights didn't last but a second. This dude's fights don't last long at all. Now, his last fight he had, I think, went eight rounds. But all the other fights, they're lucky if they get into the second minute of the fight. I mean, he's a knockout machine.
3: I love his Twitter, because apparently he's really good friends with Tracy Morgan. Okay, cool. And it's just, that's kind of those kinda random. I know, okay. man. It's just like, <laughs> oh, man. Right? Tracy, they were watching the Giants game together, I guess, a couple weeks ago. I'm just looking at his Twitter. I was like, oh, man. Nice. Real good friends with Tracy Morgan. Huh? Th-
2: there you go. what well, a star. He's going to uh, join the show at 3.30. So that's the lineup for the show. Of course, we want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. Ed Graney at 2.30. Jeff Dickerson from three, at 3 o'clock. And Edgar... Berlanga, a.k.a. The Chosen One, coming up at 3.30 for all my boxing aficionados. And, of course, it's happening right here in Las Vegas, T-Mobile Arena. So why wouldn't you want to have them on, right? Why wouldn't you want to be involved in this and be part of it? And we got to start getting back to the days. And I wasn't here then, but I was talking to JT a little while ago. We got to get back to the days where we're doing our shows from from the arena, from the boxing venue. You know, have a radio row out there. We got to get back to that. That's that's one of my goals that I have is to set it up so we could be out there and really enjoy it. I got to take you out there too because that's more your scene. So I got to get you out there. We love fights. Well, exactly, exactly. I I love
3: that how Brooklyn he is too. Like on another one of his posts, it's um yesterday's price is not today's price. I don't know if you're a fan of Fat Joe. But Fat Joe was a great storyteller. Come on, man. And Fat Joe no, just mean, like, all I mean, day. I mean, man, I'm wait a minute. Saying, like, Hold on. No, 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 wait, no, Wait, wait.
2: Is the student trying to teach the teacher all of a sudden? Hold <laughs> no, on, No, I'm just man. talking
3: about Fat Joe's IG lives as of recent.
2: Well, I just, I'm a no, Fat No, I'm not Joe. talking about the music like I'm back in the day. I'm a Fat Joe fan, man. I'm just talking
3: about like Fat Joe's IG lives are just so
2: funny. I'm a Yesterday's Fat price Joe price fan. It's
3: not today's price. Okay.
2: I like it. I like it. I'm with it. The bag is going up. The bag is going up. That's what happens when you're 17 and Exactly. Exactly right. 16 by way of knockouts. Don't let it get to the the, the score table. Don't let it get to the judges because we all know it may uh, go south for you real quick. Fast in a hurry. Want to give you a couple updates. The Raiders sent out an official uh, roster moves that they made. They signed uh, a cornerback Brandon Faceon from the uh, the Chargers practice squad. He was actually there practicing today, uh, and it's funny. He he's a guy that uh, has has familiarity with Gus Bradley, so he should be a guy that can go into the onto the team and and uh, you know contribute right away and know the scheme that they're trying to run between Gus Bradley and Ron Miles so he can contribute because the Raiders are banged up in the secondary. Nothing has come out official as far as Trayvon Mullen, but he. Did didn't practice today. Nothing has came out official about Damon Arnett, but he didn't practice today. So you know that there's a couple guys down. Also, the Raiders have designated cornerback Keyshawn Nixon to return from the reserve injured list. uh, John Gruden kind of alluded to that yesterday that they thought that they were going to get him back into the mix along with Jalen Richard. And so it looks like Keyshawn Nixon is going to be coming back sooner rather than later. So that's some more reinforcements for a very banged up Raiders team so uh, just a little bit of uh, housekeeping right there a little roster news that the Raiders sent out probably about mm, maybe 15 minutes ago now no 18 20 minutes ago how about that Sent it out about 20 minutes ago so I just want to get you caught up quick fast and hurry and again today um, who who all talked it was Derek Carr Max Crosby um,
3: Nate Hobbs was, was scheduled but I don't yeah think he ever I never came. heard I Nate Hobbs he right yeah I don't think he ever came
2: okay and and that was a guy that w- was one that everyone was questioning too because he was being evaluated uh, Monday night for a concussion didn't know if he was going to be available but uh seeing signs that he practiced today so that's a good thing and then seeing that he was supposed to be available for the media is also a good sign but uh, like you said he did not did not meet with the media unless we just missed it, but I didn't. I didn't see it, so we'll have to go back and check. But uh, unless he just really waited for a long time, so uh, there you go. That's the lineup for the show today. Of course, we want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. I do have a question that I'd like to throw out you at you every single day. I like to have a topic to bring to the table, and sometimes they just happen as we talk, and sometimes they're they're thought out. And this one is one of those. Uh, I thought about a lot of the calls that we got yesterday, a lot of the text messages that we received yesterday, and most of it was about the offensive line. I saw some reports on Twitter that people saying Alex Leatherwood is, is at guard, is taking reps at guard. I'll tell you this. I don't know if that is happening. I don't know if that's going to happen in the future. I was not at practice today, as I mentioned. Um, m- normally, we wouldn't probably see that part of practice anyway, especially the small window that they give us right now. It's just kind of stretching, period. I haven't seen one person that I know is credible and this is not trying to dis- discredit anyone, but anyone like a Vinny Bonsignor, like a Paul Gutierrez, like a Tashawn Reed, like a Vic Tafer, like a Ed Graney, uh, Adam Hill, none of the ca- cats that are normally there Cassie Soto, Heidi Fang, Hondo Carpenter, none of those ones that I know are there each and every day Levi Edwards, Levi Damian, all those guys, not one of them has tweeted out anything about uh, a Leatherwood at, at, the, at the right guard position. So, I know it's on Twitter. I know plenty of people have hit me up on Twitter like, Q, the streets are talking, a.k.a. Twitter. And I'm like, the streets don't mean nothing to me until something comes out official. So I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to. Uh, you know, it, it hasn't happened. I'm just saying nothing is official. So don't, don't take it and run with it until you know for a fact. I'm not the guy that cares to be first. I don't have to be first when it comes to breaking news. I don't, I don't care about that. only thing I care about and the only thing this radio station cares about is being correct. So we're not going to bring you some news and say something on the air until we know that it's real. It's just simple as that. I'm not going to be the guy that's going to come back later and say, well, I jumped the gun on that one. There's nothing worse than that. Nothing. Got a quick uh, text message on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187. Got a couple already rolling through. Uh, make sure you hit Salmonashlaw.com because you deserve what's right. Uh, this comes from the delivery man, Q and Demon, what's good. Raiders got to start quick and be able to establish the run. Plus I heard Leatherwood is taking snaps at guard. <laughs> I didn't even I hadn't even read this text when I just went on that little small mini rant. Very interesting after only 4 games. I feel feel like it's a bit early, but looking at the numbers of our O-line, the Raiders have to do something to get productivity. Uh when you win things are overlooked, but when you lose there are a lot of questions, but it's all right, one game at a time. Let's Go Raiders. Uh, that's from the delivery man. And sorry, I I, I should have read that text before I addressed the Leatherwood situation. Again, I'll go back to what I said real quick. I haven't seen anything official. I haven't seen that. So if you're seeing that on Twitter or Facebook, uh, take it with a grain of salt because I'm I'm not seeing that from anyone that I know is regularly at practice. Now that doesn't mean by the time Vinny gets here at four o'clock that that's not the situation. But right now at two sixteen, that is not the situation. Uh, mailman raider. That's that's cool. Look, we had the delivery man hit us on the on the text line and now the delivery man or the mailman raiders hit us up as well. <laughs> this is awesome, man. We're good with the postal service, right? No. We're good. Packages you, always on top. Hey man, packages, UPS, you know what I mean, Amazon. If you want a delivery vehicle in any capacity, you're good with us. That's the old FedEx in me. You know what I mean? You gotta be good with the delivery folks. The delivery folks have a tough job to do. So shout out to you all out there handling your business. The mailman raider says, Q. With that play from Renfro, he's now uh, has as many pass defenses as Damon Arnett this year, and he's talking about the pass breakup or the fourth down breakup that Hunter Renfro came up with uh, on Monday night. That was a heck of a play by Renfro to, uh, one, realize that there was a guy uncovered, uh, and then instead of calling timeout because there's only 10 guys on the field, he decided he was just going to go make a play. And uh, that's just uh, football instincts kicking in. And that's what exactly what happened. And he went and made a big time play. And unfortunately, it's funny. I was sitting at the Oyo when that happened. And I remember telling my guy, Jason, right next to me, I said, Hey, right now, right now that they got that big play, that big, you know, emotional momentum shift back in the day. And I I should have talked to to JT about this when he, before he left, because he could have confirmed it. But back in the day, whenever the Raiders and a lot of football teams did this as well, but whenever a team has a big momentum and emotional shift like that. They immediately get the ball and take a shot deep. Take a shot deep immediately, and so I looked at Jason and said, "Right now, you gotta, you gotta try to hit rugs deep. You gotta try to hit someone deep. Try to get Waller down the seam. You gotta come up with a big play right after that. Just to, it's almost like in boxing. Since we have a boxer coming up on today's show, it's almost like when you see him staggered, you go for the kill. It's almost that. Like the, right there, that could have been a good momentum shift. Like you see the guy looking like he may hit the canvas. Boom." punch him, knock him down. And I'm not saying that that would have knocked him out because obviously the Raiders would have still been losing at that point, but it would have been nice to get some of that momentum, get some energy on that Raiders sideline instead of the Chargers sideline.
3: And with all these injuries, I would suggest that maybe Renfro takes a page out of the Patriots book that Troy Brown season and maybe have him play a little corner or a little safety. You said corner or safety. <laughs> you no. know, who knows, man?
2: No. Give him a shot. No. no. A lot of injuries. He hadn't gone too far. No, nah, man, he I want to see it. too far, Maybe let him
3: play both ways, you know. You
2: done not gone too far. That's this how much is I not believe Friday Night Lights. This is not Friday <laughs> Night Lights. We are not in a small town in Texas. No. I, I just gave an NFL player. I know, but no.
3: As the last case does someone no, who did it.
2: I know, but no. No. That's more of a Friday, nights, Friday Night Lights, six-man <laughs> football, 2A football, 3A football, every once in a while 6A, but not really. No, thank you, DeMond. That is not what we want. We do not want to see Hunter Renfro out there playing safety or nickel or any of that stuff. But it's nice to know that he has the, the wherewithal to go and make a big football play to help, help his team when need be. So, yeah, let's go ahead and let uh, Hunter Renfro continue to be third in Renfro because he does it very well. So, Raider Nation, we want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. Since the conversation and the, the, the biggest concern has got to be the offensive line, what would you like to see the Raiders do? Not saying they're going to do it. Not trying to stir nothing up. Please don't call in and be like, Get rid of Alex Leatherwood, he sucks. No, look, he's a first-round draft pick. He's going to play. He's going to develop. He's going to have One to continue. One loss at that. One right, loss. Right, exactly. Don't, let's not overreact. Let's talk like we're you know having a, a decent conversation, but what would you like to see the Raiders do? How do you think that they can be more effective and get this young offensive line to be more of a cohesive unit? 702-365-9200. Who do we got up first, Damon? Houston and L.A. Houston and L.A. I missed you yesterday. What's on your mind this afternoon? Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. Hey, hey, what's up, fam? Chillin', man, man. Um, you know
4: what? As far as Monday, <clears throat> it, it wasn't a good situation. You know, like, like we left a lot of stuff out there on the field, man. And, um, now nah, I'm definitely not, not going to uh, just get rid of Leatherwood like that because back in the day when we got Colton Miller, not even that much back in the day, but right. when we got Col- Colton Miller, like, I was, pissed. I was upset that entire year, but, but, he started brawling dude like mm-hmm. like the very next year. Right. And, and uh I wanted him that year to get Tremaine Edmonds, which is on Buffalo now, but I don't hear his name too much to keep it a buck. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So 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 like so like one thing that I that that I really noticed, man, is, is that when you got scrambled lines like that, and, and and like we've had those same exact things that have happened to us these past three games, like the ones that we were winning. The only thing about it now that magnifies it is that it was an L connected to it, man. Right. So I mean, if if we just stick with the ground rules. I mean, I, I do think we may need to shop for another uh, offensive line. I don't know, who, but, right. I mean, we can't afford to just keep giving guys all these chances, especially when we got Chi-Town coming in with K-Mac that I'm mm-hmm. still a little tipped off about <laughs> losing, <laughs> that, that, that. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. You, you you, know, just, just yep. we, we, we may need to shop towards that area. And the uh, last thing I'm trying to figure out, how do we just not get in on the Stefan Gilmore situation, baby? I mean, it's like, I mean, maybe, maybe we did, maybe we did, but that cat would look real nice in silver and black. I mean, good for Carolina for scooping them up. But, man, he wouldn't look nice in silver and black,
2: bro. Right, right. No doubt about it. Thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. And I'll, I'll just go ahead and talk about the Stephon Gilmore. He gets released by the Patriots, or at least it's announced this morning that he's released by the Patriots. And immediately I start getting hit up. Uh, Q, what about him with the silver and black? And, look, that was a good idea in theory. But I'll tell you this. He probably won't be available till about week seven, maybe week eight. For the Carolina Panthers, who indeed decided that instead of waiting for him to, you know, be a actual free agent and and uh, you know be officially released, that they were going to go and and swoop up and make a trade, and they didn't give up anything, you know, they gave a 6 round pick in twenty twenty three. That's nothing. And I'll say this: and I, anyone who's listened to this show or anyone who's listened to my podcast uh, knows that I'm a Matt Rule guy. I respect what Matt Rule's got going on in Carolina, and I think that he feels like they they have a special team. And they just need someone that can that can help them make a run uh, later on in the second half of the season. I'm not saying that the Raiders don't. I'm not saying that they couldn't have used him, but for the money that he is still, I think they have to pay him about five something million dollars. And he wants a contract extension of about 15 million dollars. That was one one area I looked at and said, uh, oh, it's probably not going to work, at least especially this year, especially with the Raiders and their their salary cap situation. Now, now I guess he's backed off of that. And they say and he said that the Panthers can extend him after the season, after the season, he's going to be 31 going on 32. I don't know how eager they're going to be to give $15 million to a 31-year-old. But uh, that's their situation. But Carolina's did sweep up real quick and get them. And, uh, and now Stephon Gilmore's there. Uh, also, before we get the call, Jalen Smith was released by the Cowboys uh, yesterday. And a lot of folks hit me up. Oh, go get Jalen Smith. Go get Jalen Smith. Look, the one thing I'll say about this and Jalen Smith is the Cowboys and their defense is really good right now. Their defense is ran by Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn comes from Seattle. Dan Quinn in Seattle and the Cowboys right now run the same scheme that Gus Bradley runs. So if Jalen Smith isn't a good fit in Dallas, it's not going to be a good fit with the Raiders. The same issues that are plaguing him right now, Jalen Smith is great north and south. But if he has to go sideline to sideline, that's where the injury, unfortunately, that happened to him back at the in the bowl game before he uh, was drafted. That's where that catches up to him. That's where Jalen Smith struggles is sideline to sideline north and south. Cool. East and west. Not so much. 702-365-9200. Uh, got another caller on the line. Who we got up next, Daman? Alan in Vegas. Allen, right here from Vegas. What's on your mind, Alan?
5: Uh, hey, fellas. Uh, to answer your question, I'll, let me ask you first. What's the status on Peyton Barber? How's the show doing?
2: Uh, Peyton Barber apparently sounds like he's going to be probably on the sideline for a couple weeks.
5: Okay, fair enough. Uh, then this is, this is what I would do. I would go sign a running back, and him, between him, Jacobs and Drake, when Carr goes into shotgun, have him block and chip the edge that Leatherwood is on. Have him him either block or even just chip him. Because Leatherwood, he's a rookie. You know, he's getting picked on. Mm -hmm. And he's just taking his cuts right now. Colton Miller, his rookie year, it wasn't all that great either. You know, you just got to let them grow. and, And just grow through it. But on that note, too, our running game is not there, but our passing game is. When Derek Carr just gets a little bit of time, even just three seconds, I mean, he, he can find any receiver deep. And he's, he's used to throwing to the first option, a quick flick, two seconds. I mean, just, just let him do what he does best
2: right right all right good stuff good stuff thank you for that call my man I appreciate you right here in Vegas uh, that's a that's a that's a good call and, and look I mean there's there's multiple things you could do I, I'm glad that you mentioned the Raiders run game and their struggles uh, because the Chargers head coach Brandon Staley he had a hell of a statement that he uh, made earlier and it's funny because we had Taylor Bashadi on from NFL Network she does sidelines for the Chargers as well or she was doing sidelines Monday night for the Chargers and she said that talking and listening to Brandon Staley talk is just great the way he breaks stuff down and the way he talks about things is just awesome right uh that he just he he really makes a whole lot of sense and he was talking about the run game and and just how it, it needs to be effective why it's effective why it's not effective and what it really forces other teams to do so before we get to ed graney from uh, ESPN las vegas and the las vegas review journal uh to talk about what he saw at practice today and get his thoughts on the raiders and also unlv i want you to hear what brandon staley the chargers head coach had to say About the run game
1: what I think that the running game does for a quarterback um, is it gives you some breathers and um, you know you don't need a good running game to be a good play action team but what you need the running game for is the physical element of the game there's a physicality to the game that's real right if you're just a passing team okay there's a physical element to the game that the defense doesn't have to respect okay And that's the truth, okay? Because the data will tell you, you don't need a run game to play pass. That's not, you don't need that. But what the running game does for you, it brings a physical dimension to the football game. And what the running game does, that the passing game does not, is the running game forces the defense to play blocks and to tackle. That happens on a run play. You must play blocks and you must tackle. In the passing game, those things don't have to happen, right? You don't have to play as many blocks right and you don't may not have to tackle based on incomplete or not so what the running game does is it really challenges your physicality and that's why i think the run game is important to a quarterback is because it's going to allow him literally to have more space to operate when you do throw the football okay it's not that you need the run game to throw it it's just what it gives the rest of your skill players
2: i love that breakdown i really love that breakdown That's Chargers head coach Brandon Staley, young dude, young dude, first time head coach, but man, that dude makes sense. And so that's why the run game is so important. And I'm not going to say that I was trying to explain it the exact same way, but I'll tell you that the run game is so important. And if you think Derek Carr is effective right now, if the Raiders could find a way to get that run game going, he could be so much more effective. And that could be a scary thing. It really can be. So I uh, just wanted you to hear that. I thought that that was very important. The time is 228. When we come back, we'll be talking to Ed Granny from the Press Box, ESPN Las Vegas. Also does a great job for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He was there in uh, SoFi Stadium on Monday. He was at practice today. We'll get his thoughts. We'll do it next. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's why Q, of course, our team kept winning kept winning
0: Q because of our training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain. Welcome back, Welcome back to
2: Unnecessary Roughness.
3: Unnecessary Roughness.
2: Here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Here's your boy Q. Just wanna pass this along coming down from Rap Sheet Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network. The Packers are the Packers are in fact Signing former Cowboys Pro Bowl linebacker Jalen Smith, they're finalizing the details. Apparently, there's a few teams in on the Jalen Smith sweet steaks, but uh, he's going to Carolina. Matt Lafleur was actually on the Notre Dame. Um, coaching staff when uh, when Jalen Smith was there, so he's very familiar with him. So uh, he's headed to Lambeau Field to uh, to play with the Packers. So uh, you can watch, you can wipe off Jalen Smith off your wish list if that was indeed a guy who was on your wish list. Now, a uh, guy on my wish list that we like to have on the show each and every week, Ed Graney from uh, ESPN Las Vegas does a great job with Tyler Bischoff every morning on the press box, and of course, Las Vegas Review Journal, a uh, great writer, columnist, just does his thing. And so Ed, uh, we appreciate your time as always, my man and uh, I kind of want to just turn the page from that game on Monday there at uh, SoFi Stadium just because I mean look it's Thursday it's a short week and and the Raiders got a tough team coming to town in uh, the Chicago Bears you were at practice today uh, you were there you got to uh, hear the media sessions participate in the media session with the players what was just the overall vibe from a team that coming off their first loss of the season
6: yeah, Q. Exactly what you said is you have to turn the page. And Derek Carr talked a lot about that today, where you can get mad, and he goes home, especially after losses, can't sleep. Uh, but he says he deals with them a lot better eight years in. And he said that he's trying to teach younger guys that when you lose, like you turn the page. You might look at the film, but on a short week, you get right to the Bears film, and you know, I mean, that's that's what they have to do. Three and one after the first quarter of a season. You know, there's 17 games. I'm bad at math. Uh, there's 17 mm-hmm. games this year. Uh, three and one is a really good record. Uh, you know, and obviously, much as much uh, the questions today was about Joey Bosa and his comments about Derek. And he, you know, he um, he had some things to say about them, and um, moving on from Joey Bosa's comments, um, but he, he addressed them. Uh, but mostly with him and Max Crosby and the guys we talked today, it's about you know those were said. You know, you'll see them down the line. You'll see Joey Bose down the line. They got to get ready for the Bears because if you start worrying about Joey Bose and what he's saying, then you're gonna you know you're probably going to slip up against the bears a team you should beat.
2: Right, exactly. And that's the thing about it. I said this yesterday, Granny, you cannot allow one game to beat you twice. And I no. felt there was times last season when the Raiders allowed games when they would lose to beat them multiple times like that Kansas City Sunday night game at Allegiant Stadium.
6: Yeah. No, exactly right. And again, you just can't you can't let it fester, especially when you have a good team. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, if they're one and 3 and you're down and you're you know everything's negative around you and you're struggling that's one thing but when you're 3 and 1 with a chance to go 4 and 1 you know these are two winnable games before the bye right. i mean I think if they were 5 and 1 going into a bye that's a really really good start to a season and at that point you are in the playoff mix for sure i still think at three and one, you're going to be in the mix. Now, how far in the mix? I'm not so sure because we don't know what everyone else is going to do. Right. But they've just got to move on. And and look, the other thing in lost in this, I think you'll agree, the Chargers are really good. Yes. So yes. you know, you're not walking away from hey, we lost to the J- Jaguars. No, you lost to a team that is probably going to have a lot to say what happens in the AFC West and maybe beyond that. They're really good. So you know, you don't. You know, I think if you're the Raiders, like Derek Carr said, you don't like losing. You can learn things from losing. But you also, at some point, have to give credit to that team that
2: that beat you. Right. I mean, you're not the Titans taking a loss to the Jets. I mean, no, you know that's not no. that's not who you are. <laughs> as no. Demond staring at me with this uh, evil look on on his face because I just uh, <laughs> brought up his his beloved Tennessee Titans losing to the Jets. But uh, <laughs> uh, I did want to ask you about injuries because uh, the injury report just came out and the guys that didn't participate were the guys you expected not to: Damon Arnett, Peyton Barber, Derek Carrier, and Trayvon Mullen. Uh, I know John Gruden kind of alluded to it yesterday that uh, that could be some potential long-term injuries coming down the pipeline i know that hasn't been announced yet but uh, uh how concerning is it that there could be some lingering uh, issues especially to a guy like trayvon mullen
6: well and that's the, i think that's the one everyone's you know wondering about because he was carted off and when you're carted off and the leg is wrapped you know in the nfl usually that's like hey he'll be back next week um he also had some tweets this uh earlier today about leaving it in God's hands and, you know, the strength and everything. When you see signs like that, right. he's probably out for a while, whether I'm not going to go as far as the season, but it's usually when you see signs like that, he's out for a while. Um, yeah, you know, they're getting beat up, and obviously they're getting beat up at a, at a really important position. Now, the good part is you have one of the top two or three corners in football right now in Casey Hayward on one side, mm-hmm. uh, but you're going to have to man the other because you and I both know, starting with Justin Fields and whoever they play, that they will know that, and they're going to go to the other side, and you're going to have to make plays. I mean, the other day when Denzel Perryman was uh, covering Keenan Allen, I'm like, well, that's not good. They got to figure some things out here because right. uh, those those matchups aren't going to be good down the line when you play, you know, the Kansas Cities and the Dallases and these teams with all these great offensive players. Um, but you know, it's a cliche because it's true. Cliche sometimes are true. It's the NFL. Guys get hurt. You got to move on. Like we said, they're three and one. Uh, I think they're laying four, four-and-a-half unless it's changed against the Bears. And what they have to do this week, and we asked Max Crosby about this, and Derek talked about it too, you've got to come after Justin Fields. And if someone asked Derek, you know, it's like blood in the water with a rookie quarterback. And He said, well, I won't go that far, but there's a lot of things rookie quarterbacks don't know. Mm-hmm. And as a defense, you have to really come up with a plan to bother a kid like that, you know, as talented as he might be, uh, and get after him this week. And I think they'll do that. And Crosby talked about that as well. I think they're all impressed with his talent, but he's a first-year player and a first-year player who's really felt a lot of pressure in some games. So they, you know, they need to focus on getting after him and getting this offensive line back. And that, shoot, that's what was lost in the Joey Bosa comments, and I, I wrote this for tomorrow. Look, you can say whatever you want with Derek Carr, check down Derek, all that we've heard all those years. The elephant in the room right now is their offensive line is not very good. Yep. So when he doesn't have time, you know, Henry Ruggs is fast, as I wrote for tomorrow. He's not that fast. You need time <laughs> right. to throw the ball downfield. And when you're not getting that time, you're going to sense a rush. He's been, twat, he's been sacked 12 times against the Chargers. who's sacked four times and hit seven. That's not good. Right. So Bosa can say all he wants about Derek Carr. They need to fix the line. Yep. And if they figure out how to fix the line and they go after Justin Fields, they they bring the house at him and try to bother him then I think they'll find success on Sunday.
2: Right. Absolutely. If you're looking for that article, Ed would say it'll be out tomorrow uh, on the Las Vegas Review-Journal. We're talking right now with Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, the press box every morning, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. And speaking of the offensive line, you know, we talked about rookie quarterbacks as far as Justin Fields. Rookie offensive lineman, Alex Leatherwood, you know, there's yeah. there's been some Twitter conversations about he's taking snaps at guard, and I, I let everyone yeah. know that, hey, I haven't seen that. It hasn't been reported by anyone that I know, like you, that were out at practice. But uh, what no. are your thoughts on the offensive line and, and what they may do to try to clean this up? Well,
6: they, uh, you know, they we didn't see him line up today. So okay. if he's doing that, then he's doing that. I mean, they they've got to find they've got to find some answers here. And you know, look, I mean, one thing that always comes back to me is, and he's hurt, so you know, it's hard to take shots at the guy, but it's really, really been hurtful for that offensive line that Richie Incognito's not been able to play. Because yep. he would have brought a sense on that side with Colton Miller that you know they could have run behind, they could have done a lot of things behind. If they move Leatherwood inside, you know, look, he, he just hasn't played well at tackle. So maybe they're saying a change of scenery, get him inside, uh, bring Bre- bring Parker out to the tackle. Uh, they got to do something. They're ju- it's just not very good right now. And, 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 and you don't have to watch very much to see that it's not good on the offensive line. And that's why I go back to Carr, I mean, he it's not like the line on monday night was any better than it was the previous three games and yet he averaged over 400 yards past right so he was doing things well it's just that he happened to play their biggest test on monday because he happened to play the best defensive line they've seen all year so that's kind of what happens when both of those guys are playing um but you know they're gonna see other teams like that and the reason they have to fix the offensive line is this they get the Chargers again kansas city twice dallas they're going to have to probably win some shootouts. Mm-hmm. If you can't protect your quarterback, you ain't winning a shootout. Right. So you've got to fix that. I mean, everyone's talking about Carr and all these other things. You must fix the line because they're going to get into games where they're going to have to outscore people, and that's really hard to do if your quarterback doesn't have time to throw downfield.
2: How concerned are you with the center position with Andre James, and do you think that there may be a move to Nick Martin pretty soon?
6: I'm almost surprised it hasn't happened yet. I know they want to give Andre James every chance to be successful. But, again, if you're moving Leatherwood inside, maybe you go to a guy who played center for six years in the league. And right. and that's what we always said about Nick Martin was we don't know if they'd make the switch, but if they did, you're not going to another rookie. Like, Nick Martin could step on the field, Sonny. I don't know how he'd perform. I don't know how he'd grade out. But he's not going to be overcome by any kind of nerves. Right. So maybe that's something they'd do. It's a good point by you for a week and just see They've got to make some moves here, and I think they are. And you know, if we find out tomorrow for sure that Leatherwood's moved inside, I don't know if either of us will be surprised because they're going to have to do something to help us get out. Um, but center is another position to where I think you keep an eye on. To where if this continues to happen, then you've got a guy like I said who played six years in the league at that spot. I mean, you can just kind of put him in there and and maybe give Andre James a little time to look and, and to get better.
2: Right. Yeah, no, Nick Martin is a guy that I think, especially since he's played center and he has experience at the guard position, I think it's something where... Cable can get a little flexible and maybe get a little yeah. creative because, like you said, something has to give. And and Ed, whenever we have you on, and we always do appreciate you being on. We always want to dip okay. into UNLV, and cool. I actually heard a really good conversation you guys had this morning on the press box. Uh, you and Tyler were talking about the five hundred dollars that the basketball team is going to receive yeah. as a you know a little car allowance by a Finley Toyota. One, I think that's awesome. I think that's great. You know, with as a father with a kid in college, I hope he goes and gets that too. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But do you? you think at some point, especially being in Las Vegas, that some places around town, and I mean up-and-up places, not anything shady, but up-and-up places, could start to kind of do that and help out with this NIL to to help recruiting for UNLV? I hope they do because you got to keep up with the Joneses. Right. Um, as Tyler and I said this
6: morning, look, uh, my, my buddy wrote a story in California, and he had a funny lead to the story this morning. He said, you know, in the 90s, they boot on probation because Larry Johnson got a car. Yesterday, 13 of them got one for free. Right. If that doesn't tell you the difference between two thousand, you know, twenty one and before. Nothing will, you know. Um, Bryce Young didn't take a snap for Alabama, and he had a deal worth a million bucks. Right. So, you know, this is what the world they live in, and good for Finley Toyota, good for you know Bill Palace and others who made this deal happen out there to get these kids something off their name in his likeness. Because look. If you don't, you're going to get recruited over. If if it, no, you know, look, I mean, Nick Saban's going to get who he wants right. usually. But let's say it's UNLV in another Mountain West school, San Diego State, one of their competitors in basketball. You've got to get something to where You tell the kid, you come here and we're going to get you this, right. and we're going to get you more. than They do. That's what it's like in 2021. So good for good for them to get these kids this. I think there'll be more coming down the the pipe. You know, it's it's a basketball school. People, you know, I mean, I know football. People don't like that, but it's a basketball school. Those kids are going to probably have more opportunities for name, image, likeness. But maybe, you know, there's people out there for the football program as well. But you and I both know we live in a town where there's a lot of people who are affluent and own businesses and Mm -hmm. companies. And who could step up and, and help these kids out with name, image, likeness? Because it's happening at all the other schools.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. I'll tell you this: I know I haven't been here long, but I'm no dummy, man. And I know that if if you want if you want to make some money in this city, you can do it. <laughs> you oh, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. you just you just got to go out there and do it. And, yeah. and on top of that, it's there to be had, and so some businesses really could step up to the to the plate. Now, oh, yeah. of course, I got to pass it on to Demond real quick. He's got to ask you a question. Go ahead, Demond.
3: All right, Ed, I was going to let you skate this time, but you said something <laughs> about about the city having money and nil. How about we shift that money and these resources maybe to a buyout of a supposed head coach for the UNLV football team? Ooh. How oh, hot is that wow. seat for royal? Wow. I said it. I'm going there. I'm tired wow. of it. It's a bye Boy.
6: week, and I'm not letting up. Wow. Listen, listen Devon, I'm going to step aside. You write the column for tomorrow. because right. if that's your lead, you're going to lead our newspaper in clicks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's, I, I'll leave you with the positive thought of Tyler Bishop because we get so few from him. Right. Uh, <laughs> True. He actually said this morning that he believes they will come and beat Utah State after this bye week. Utah State's also horrible defensively, um, and he's calling for a win against Utah State. So if that happens, Coach Arroyo will be in the locker room. Uh, I'm sure, well, I hope they get in the game ball. It's the first game he's won. Um, here's the head coach, and uh, onward and upward. But, um, you know, that's you say that, Devon, and believe me, I think those conversations kind of have been had, not by anyone official, but you always wonder about coaches' buyouts. You always wonder what you know a guy, if they moved on from him, and I will say that he is a significant one uh, for at least another year. So I think he'll still be the coach here. But, um, you know, I'm sure uh, you know people, DeMond. Uh, I, I don't know who you're talking to, but you just you, you just made the uh, lead for your column for tomorrow.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Ed. And also I was talking earlier about myself becoming a booster. I feel like maybe if even booster. if I like buy a kid like a dinner or something, I should be able to call myself a booster for the program, right?
6: Absolutely. If you if you get a kid in nil, you know uh, Chick Fil A, get him a Chick Fil A boy, get him a Chick Fil A sponsorship. They'll love you out there.
2: See, the problem is, and <laughs> he's not talking about getting them a deal. He's talking about getting him a meal. Yeah, no, just don't just like, like, like yeah, that's on oh. me, kid like a number two. <laughs> he's like, hey, I got you a number two. That ain't no booster, <laughs> <predominantly> <laughs> dog. prominent <So>. UNOV
6: booster. <laughs> <laughs> so, Demond's so de- de- talking about just a sandwich then.
2: Exactly, yeah, just a sandwich. exactly. Uh, Otherwise,
3: maybe you right. get that on your own. You know, can't yeah, can't can't have him getting too greedy.
2: You know where he works. You know where he works at. <laughs> I know. No, I know. He can't I boost know. a whole lot of anything unless he's literally boosting it.
6: I'm <laughs> getting the appetizer and a bottle of water and calling it a day.
2: Exactly. Exactly <laughs> right. He's probably not even getting a bottle of water. He's asking no. for a water cup. <laughs> you know me too
3: well. You know me well.
2: <laughs> Ed, man, it's great, as always, catching up with you. I do appreciate you. Uh, what you Absolutely. guys got coming up on the show tomorrow morning? And then uh, plug your article again. Yeah,
6: Jeff Aaron. Er- I always love when people text in. The text line's burning up each Thursday with uh, with our uh, fantasy uh, football questions. Starkus always ends a Thursday, and then uh, I'll have my column in the paper tomorrow about Derek Carr and Joey Bosa and Mister Bosa is entitled to his comments, but I think he short sighted them a little by just kind of making this over over uh, bearing statement about it and not thought not thinking it out very much.
2: There you go. Hey, great stuff, Ed. I appreciate you, my man. Keep doing what you do on the um, with the pen and, and and with the microphone, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right, there he goes. Ed Graney from the Press Box, again, 7 to 10 a.m. with Tyler Bischoff. Uh, Jared, uh, he also uh, chimes in from time to time with his couple couple liners, couple zingers, but uh, definitely check them out on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. Uh, not telling you not to listen to Clay in uh, the, the morning tailgate. I'm letting you know that too, but uh, we have a lot of good options around here uh, at Lotus Broadcasting, so definitely go ahead and, and check them out. Uh, give them a listen as well. I'm sure you'll enjoy what they have to bring to the table, but uh, definitely a lot of good stuff right there from Graney, who was out at, uh, at practice practice. practice today and uh, provided you with the with the goods and the details so again going back to uh going back to Alex Leatherwood if those snaps are happening and he's snapping at guard nobody's seen it nobody's seen it from uh you know from uh from from the media so uh just to kind of let you know where we stand right now I'm not saying that it's not happening but just saying that nobody that is actually at practice is officially reporting that before we take a quick break got some uh, vgk action how about this how about the Vegas Golden Knights are about to be back in action, and they're about to be back in action for the regular season. How about that? Woo-hoo. That's exciting. That's really exciting. So what I want to do right now is I want to give out a pair of tickets to the VGK home opener, season home opener against the Seattle Kraken that's the new expansion team right there in uh, in Seattle. Uh, definitely want to give out those tickets. So let's go ahead and do it right now. Caller number nine. Hit us up at 702-365-9200. Again, caller number nine at 702-365-9200. You want to go see VGK. You want to see the Kraken. Season opener action. T-Mobile Arena. Holler at us right now, man. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio 920. Welcome back.
1: Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here
2: on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. Coming up at the top of the hour, Jeff Dickerson from ESPN. He'll give us a Chicago Bears side of things. Let's us know the goings on there in Chi-Town. But right now, on the phone lines, we have our caller number nine. It got hooked up with some VGK and cracking tickets. Scott, right here in Vegas. Hey, Scott, how you doing? Congratulations. What's on your mind? Man,
5: I'm just excited to see that... that the knights play the Kraken. I actually got to. I was up in uh, uh, Lake Union where their headquarters are, and uh, beginning of the month, and I just can't wait to uh, see it. It was nice walking in with a knight's mask <laughs> and their uh, and their uh, stuff. I refuse to buy any of their uh, their uh, their swag because I want us to have better sales than them.
2: Right, right. No, no doubt about it. What are your thoughts on the Raiders? They got a big one this this week against Chicago.
5: Um, I'm excited for them. Um, I'm a 49er fan, but I'm becoming more and more of a Raider fan. That'll work. And um, I just think it's exciting how much coverage you guys give them, and I'm looking forward to this game. I mean, every game has been exciting. I know this last game was a little disappointing, but still it was exciting to see the Raiders play.
2: Right, right, no doubt about it. Well, congratulations again on the tickets, man. Enjoy the game. It's the season opener at home. T-Mobile Arena is going to be loud, 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 so enjoy the time. Thanks, to you, I appreciate it, man. All right, appreciate you. There you go. Scott right there is going to VGK in the Kraken season opener. That's going to be a fun one. Cannot wait myself to get out there to a VGK game. Let's hustle back out to the Raider Nation listener line real quick. Go to the five and dime. Oakley, California. Rich, what's on your mind, my man? What's up, Q? Bad loss, huh? Yeah, bad loss. Bad loss. Turn the page. Yeah, I'm barely
0: turning the page today. I've been sick. I ain't watched no highlights. I haven't looked at any news. I was, I was down bad, and I'm barely getting it over today. But, hey, on to Chicago. I got yep. a few things to say. So, you know how, you know how Joey Bosa's comments saying, you know, Raiders Twitter was going crazy at Carr's neck. I understand it. I, I, have, I have a feeling they're doing that, though, because Carr in the first half, because the second half he played great. In the first half he was showing them tendencies that we've been worried about, you know, like he'll get happy feet. He'll crawl he'll up in the fetal position when the rush is coming. But hey man, let's keep it a bug. That offensive line is terrible. So I'm not gonna put that on him. You know? I'm not gonna put it on him that any anybody's gonna play like that. The difference is any any quarterback will get will get spooked when your offensive line is that bad. The difference is that quarterbacks around the league are more more mobile than Derek. That's the problem. Derek doesn't have the capability when everything breaks down to escape. He's fast but he doesn't use his legs enough. You know what I mean?
2: Right, right, I got you. A little bit more mobility. So,
0: yeah, we need more more mobility from Carr, but I'm not going to put this game on him. He came out the second half, and he seems like he's really, like, you know, he's heated over what Joey said, so I hope he takes it out on the rest of the league. Uh, our secondary, I hope Trayvon Mullen ain't out for the year, but if he is, you might as well keep Damon Arnett on the bench because he's garbage, bro. Let's keep it 100, you know? Like, he's playing really bad. He just don't got it. He just, I don't know, he's just not him. You right. know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, we'll see what ends up happening with that. But um, I don't want to panic. You know, it's, it's early in the season. I need you to, like, give me a little glimpse of hope, bro. Like, I hope this ain't the same Raiders team. And the, it showed me a positive sign that they came out in the second half and we should have we should have came back. It should have been 21-up when we hit that bomb to Ruggs. But uh, I hope it's not the same team, brother. I hope we don't come out flat on Sunday. We need to get the offensive line fixed. If we've got to throw Leatherwood with that rumor – you know, to the right guard or left guard or whatever it is, that we got to do what we got to do because we got to protect Derek and give him time. Got to get this running game going. I hope it's not the same team as you know the last twenty years, right? Q. There's something different, right?
2: Yeah. No, there is. There is. I, and thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. I do. I do feel like, and I'll I'll go on record and saying, and I've been saying it since uh, you know training camp. I feel like there's something different about this team. It's not the fact that I'm just there seeing it and I'm there you know, close to the product. It feels a lot different. And you know how you prove that you're different? You go out there, you forget that loss on Monday, and you go get a dub on Sunday. It's simple as that. Winning cures all. 2.58 the time when we come back. We'll be talking to Jeff Dickerson from ESPN All Things Chicago Bears. That's the next opponent. Let's find out about him, all right? It's Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920.